G'day, I'm Scott Gibbons, and today we start a new program. It's called On the Road. It's a show you're going to love. It's all about caravans and camper trailers and motorhomes and tents and four-wheel drives and all the things that you love about our great nation. We're going to talk about what you want to talk about, and we're going to talk about things that we can see through the radio. So if you're ready, let's get the show on the way. G'day, it's Scott Gibbons here. It's 89.9 FM. I'm at the Sydney four-wheel drive show. I've just met some fabulous people all the way through the show, but the most fabulous, the very best, the ultimate people that you can meet at the show are the St John's Ambulance people. Now, you know when you go to a sports ground and you see the St John's people there? When you come here, you see the St John's people. They're volunteers. Volunteers. They don't get paid. So they've, this is, I've got five of them here at the moment. I've got Alison and Terry and Keith, who's the superintendent. I've got Ethan and Danny. And they're fabulous people. They've given up this super, super hot day and they're here. Now, the things that they've done today, they haven't had to save any lives today, but they're ready to. They are ready to. But what they've done today, they've, they've, people who've had headaches, people who've cut themselves, people who need a Band-Aid, people who forgot their sunscreen, that sort of thing. But... If somebody needs to be resuscitated, they are ready. They've got the oxygen, they've got the whacker, they've got the ambulance, it's all here, and they're ready. Now, if somebody needs to be resuscitated, it's four of them that are needed. I've got five people here, four of them are needed just for that. Terry, what, what do those four people do? Keith, sorry, what, what do those four people do? Well, one, one obviously, you start the compression straight away. One will be getting the heart start ready, one will be getting the oxygen ready. And the other first, we'll be communicating with the ambulance service to get an ambulance to us ASAP. Wow. Now, you might think, St John's Ambulance, I've, I've heard of them. Where did I hear about them? Well, if you were around four or 500 years ago, that's when you would have first heard about them because they were discovered, invented, if you like, during the Crusades. If you remember the Crusades, the knights would go out, they'd have their big swords, they'd get limbs chopped off and things cut and whatever. The, the bosses then... <laughs> Maybe the king, whatever, said, we need somebody to help these people with all their cuts. And what they did is they invented St John's Ambulance. Now, St John's Ambulance, that's four or five hundred years later. They're now all the way around the world. Every British country's got them, including the USA. The USA has got St John's Ambulance. They're all volunteers, as I mentioned, and they are just phenomenal people. Now, what do they do? Well, they go, we mentioned, they go to the football games and do everything else. And we mentioned they do band-aids and headaches and sunscreens. But you might be feeling a little bit woozy and you need your blood pressure tested. They're there. If you're feeling a little bit woozy again and you've got a bit of a pain in the chest, they will check you out. They will check you out. So they've got it all. Even EpiPens, they've got it all here. They've got spinal columns. They've got the lot. So whatever you need, if you come to one of these shows, St John's Ambulance is there for you. But they're there for you. You've got to be there for them. They're volunteers. Now, they have a collection box. So if you come in and you get a Band-Aid or, or some sunscreen or whatever, they've got a collection box. You put in a gold coin or two and help them because they're not being paid. They're not being paid. They've got to buy the new equipment. Keith, tell me about some of the equipment that you've got to buy and how much it costs. Oh, well, we've got hard start units, and then they're probably over $1,000. Um, the oxygen um, equipment that we use, they're about $1,400 brand new. Um, and we've got most of the medications we buy, they're not cheap neither. EpiPens run into a, over a hundred odd dollars. And what's a whacker so, worth? Um, well, they're all different prices nowadays. They run from cheap ones probably about eight hundred dollars up to about two thousand dollars. And how long do um, they last? Like when do you have to probably replace about them? five years? So you've got, got to, to, you, you've got to spend eight hundred, two thousand dollars every five years, and then replace it, and then we get replaced. Yes. Wow, and. And that replacement is bought through donations only? That's correct, yes. We don't get no government help at all. We're all self-funded as an organisation. Um, we get no government help at all. Wow. So I'm sitting here with these five people. They get no government help. But what they do do is they come out here ready to help you. So if you're coming to the show, you go to any show, you go to a football match, you make sure you look after them because they are terrific people. The Queen's their patron. And as I said, they're all the way around the world. But the Australian one, we started off in Victoria many, many years ago. I think 100 and something years, 100, Keith? 150 years ago, yeah. 150 years they've been volunteering in Australia. And these people do incredible courses and they have to be constantly updated with their training. But speaking of training, so if you're going four-wheel driving, you're going caravanning, 
you might come across a snake. You might come across a snake bite, and it might not indeed be you that gets bitten. It might not be a member of your family that gets bitten, but you need to know how to save somebody else's life. So you can do a course, a personal course, with St. John's Ambulance. So all you do is you go to St. John, S-T-J-O-H-N-N-S-W.com.au. That's St. John, S-T-J-O-H-N-N-S-W.com.au. But... If you're a corporate, if you're a small business, a big business, you've got access to the boss, then they will come out and train your people. That's the important part. So all of your staff, where you're looking after OH&S, everybody should be aware of how to save somebody else's life, and that's what St. John's Ambulance can do for you. So stjohnsw.com.au, and make sure, if you're going caravanning or four-wheel driving, that you know how to save somebody's life. Do one of their courses. They will, they will be grateful, you will be even more grateful, and whoever you save will be more grateful again. Because I know in talking to Keith, he's resussed three people himself, haven't you? That's correct, yes. I've managed to save three people's lives. That's, that's better than wearing a little badge of honour, isn't it? If you can walk around, you can say, I've saved three people's lives. That's wonderful. So St John's Ambulance, that's the one you've got to do. You'll see them in their green uniforms every sporting match you go to. If you come out to the four-wheel drive show, you'll see them. stjohnsw.com.au. You look after them, they'll look after you. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. I reckon we'll go finish off with a song. And we might go, because we're talking medical, we might go Dr. Doctor with the Easy Beats. So if you're ready, Dr. Doctor, the Easy Beats. I think that's what it's called, but I know that's the theme of it because we've got to play medical, haven't we? All right, we'll be back in just a little while. You enjoy the music. And Keith from St. John's Ambulance. Now, <laughs> I've done this before. I've said doctor, doctor. It's not doctor, doctor. Of course, it's come and see her. Come and see her by the Easy Beats. And then it says doctor, doctor. That's in there. But it's come and see her by the Easy Beats. And thanks, Keith. And look after St. John's Ambulance. Whatever time you get to see them, make sure you put a gold coin or two in their little donation box because they need your dollars so they can do the things for us. Good on you. That's St John's Ambulance, and thank you, Keith, and the team. G'day, it's Scott Gibbons again. It's 89.9 Hawkesbury Gold, the best in the West, and I have a celebrity with us right now. His name's Vic Widman. Now, 
Anybody who knows anything about four-wheel driving knows about Vic Whitman. Vic Whitman literally, literally wrote the book. And not only has he written the book, but he's, he's rewritten the book. So there's a new one coming out now, which is the manual for on and off-road travel. It's called Four-Wheel Drive Driving Schools or Driving Skills. And it's going to be the Bible. So anything you want to know about four-wheel driving, that's the book. And I'll tell you how to get it, which is info, I-N-F-O, info at four-wheel drive, 4wd.net.au. So info at 4wd.net.au. But what we're going to do is talk to Vic because he has a whole bunch of, of involvement in four-wheel driving. Vic, what do you do? Oh, g'day, Scott. Look, uh, I run a company called Great Divide Tours and have since 1990, now nearly 30 years, and we uh, offer great, uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> we offer great trips, uh, four-wheel drive tag-along tours. The tag-along tour. Yep, all yeah. over Australia, Scott. In fact, we go to every corner of this beautiful country, from Tasmania to the top of Cape York, right across to the Kimberley, and everything in between. In fact, um, I've crossed the Simpson Desert myself now, leading trips 26 times. Whoa. And um, on top of that, uh, we are going overseas with our tours as well now. We uh, fly into New Zealand and hire four-wheel drives there, and we spend 10 days driving around the beautiful South Island. We're doing trips into uh, Botswana and Namibia in Africa, and would you believe I have just come back from an absolutely amazing four-wheel drive tour in Iceland in those big red Arctic trucks that you've probably seen. Seriously, on unbelievable! Oh man, that's just outstanding. It's a I little bit no like idea. driving on the moon, and, yeah. and in fact, we went through an area where the guys who actually land on the moon—we all celebrated that a little while ago. They actually did their training in this particular desert in Iceland, and we drove through there. <laughs> How good is that? Now, coming back to Australia, yeah. because I'm, it's just so terrific that an Aussie's taking your business international. That's to the world, because nobody can do it better. But staying in Australia, the sort of person that goes on a tag-along tour, what, what sort of person does that? Yeah, look, Scott, we, we, um, we get asked that question uh, quite a bit, and people will say to me, yeah, and I'll be up front about it, and say, why would I pay you to go forward driving? <laughs> and, and it's a, an easy answer. I say, look, you, you pay me because if you can't answer, what do I do if I get bogged out on the forward drive track? What do I do if I break down out in the middle of the Simpson Desert or wherever you're going? If you don't know the answer to that, that's why you go with Great Divide Tours on a tag along. We're, we're our, the security blanket for you. We're there to help you see parts of Australia that would otherwise be out of reach. We're there to provide you with the backup and the support, the recovery gear. We carry the satellite phones. We've got the whole bank of people back here in Sydney who can help you if we've got a problem. We know how to get things sorted if you're out there and, and something goes wrong. But on top of that, of course, is having touring our great country for over 30 years, we know all the fantastic places to go. And, and I could probably mention one particular trip, which is our trip that we do in Arnhem Land, a 20-day tour in Arnhem Land. We're the only tagline company that does anything like this up there. And we now have uh, uh, getting into places that the average Joe Blow donor doesn't even know exist. We've got such a rapport with the local Indigenous people up there. In fact, one of my guides on this last trip, he's now become what they, you know, they call his rubber <laughs> because they just enjoy his company so much. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. And I know you were probably going to ask me, and I've jumped to it, you were going to ask me what's my favourite trip. No, and, I wasn't. And, no, <laughs> I, I think they'd all be just terrific. So. I'll probably just put, put it in your, words in your mouth. But what's but, your favourite trip? Well, look, <laughs> the, the Arnhem Land trip, as I've mentioned, is out, outstanding because we get to these absolutely uh, serene places that no one else gets to. We camp on beaches where there are crocodiles cruising around. You know, it's not dangerous. We sleep on the roof rack. (laughs) (laughs) Why are we sleeping on the roof rack tonight, Vic? Oh, if you haven't noticed, it's a four-metre croc over there. (laughs) Oh, yeah, good idea. (laughs) But, uh, and the fishing, you know, like whilst we're not going away on a fishing tour, we always take a line and you always catch something, which feeds you then for the next couple of nights. But I'd have to say that, you know, the high country of Victoria... Uh, we do a seven-day trip down there, Scott, and it's nearly always booked out. In fact, last summer we ran about ten seven-day high country trips over the Seriously? summer. Seriously, it's just going off the planet, as they say, wow. off the scale. And it's no wonder; it's a combination of fantastic four-wheel driving, 
you know, lots of good technical low-range four-wheel drive stuff. It's not impossible. You know, we're taking away mums and dads' four-wheel drives. Uh, great campsites and, and base camps around on rivers and things like that. You've got the high country huts. You've got Craig's Hut, made famous in the yeah. band from Snowy River film. Yeah. And, and you've got that incredible scenery. So it's, it's just the perfect pitch of everything. Seven days away, great campsites, great forward driving, great scenery. Uh, no wonder we, we get booked out on every year. <laughs> so if people are buying a four-wheel drive and they're a little bit unsure because all they've had is a, is a two-wheel drive sedan, a little bit unsure, what do you do to get them comfortable? Well, mate, we've actually developed um, what's been... Uh, I've, I've been told by the guy I look at in the mirror <laughs> that it's the best four-wheel drive training facility in Australia. Uh, I have been independently audited because of our uh, nationally recognised training that we provide, and the auditor was blown away with it. He said it was a world-class facility. So this is your own facility? Yeah. Look, I bought 240 acres of property down near the town of Braidwood in the Southern Highlands, and we have built a proper training centre on there. It can house up to about 50 people. We train up to 50 people. It's got a commercial kitchen. We do all the meals. They can sleep there. We've got a dormitory-style accommodation. They've got a beautiful campsite that we've put in. And we've got 12 kilometres of four-wheel-drive tracks in a natural bushland setting. Everything you can think of, I've put in water crossings, dry riverbeds, hills, hills, and more hills, as they say. <laughs> and we have this fantastic weekend course, a two-day course that we provide. And... We're teaching people how to look at the terrain, assess the terrain, and understand how their vehicle works because today's vehicles, the technology that is in them, is absolutely outstanding. But you've got to know how to make it work for you to your advantage. And like we're, we're training every weekend down there, we do midweek training, you know, private type stuff. So you can book the, the weekend course with a group, you can book a, a private course with us, just have me and, and you. Just think about that. You and me together for a whole day. <laughs> Thanks, Mick. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and it's just fantastic. And, you know, we've, we've trained 30,000 people now in the 40 Whoa. years I've been operating. Whoa. Now, you were telling me a story about a, a fellow who had his four-wheel drive and he'd had it for five oh. years and... Oh, dear. But well, we're out on the Simpson Desert Trip and a lot of the dirt roads you drive, you don't actually need four-wheel drive. You just need the robust nature of a four-wheel drive, you know, to handle the dirt roads. But then, of course, when you get into the desert, you've got to put it in a four-wheel drive. You've got to drop your tyre pressures, and you've got to have all the techniques to drive in sand. Anyway, we got into, the, into some sandy country, and the next minute we get a call on the UHF radio, because we're all on radios, and he says, Vic, Vic, I've got a problem. The car's got bogged. It, it appears to only have drive to the back wheels. I think it's broken. And now the last thing, Scott, you want is a car broken down with a mechanical issue in the middle of the Simpson Desert because it's a major recovery out of there, as you can imagine. Yeah. So we went back and we told everyone, look, you know, it's, it's three in the afternoon. We would normally drive for another hour or so. So let's make camp because we're going to have to try and pull this thing down and see what we can find, what the problem is, is breaking the diff or in the drivetrain or in the transfer case. You know, and that's why people come with us. But we've got our mechanic with us who can help us do all that. You know, I'm very good at standing back and giving orders. By the way, <laughs> anyway, so everyone—that's all good. You know, and everyone knows. Look, this could be them at any time. So we get everyone set up with camp, and this poor guy's feeling really bad. And you know, we're seriously worried because if we can't fix it, it's like a five thousand dollar recovery on the back of a truck to come out of Burstwood to come and get him. Anyway. <clears throat> The first thing you're going to do, of course, to, to have a look at the front end is you've got to take the wheel off, don't you? <laughs> and, you know, people have those, you know, nice alloy wheels and they have a dust cover over the centre of the wheel. So we've got to flip that off first so we can undo the wheel nuts. And we flip that off and underneath there is a freewheeling hub. Now, a freewheeling hub uh, is found on many four-wheel drives. Uh, not so many these days. The modern four-wheel drive don't, doesn't have them. And the freewheeling hub, when it's in the free position allows the wheel to turn without being connected to the drive train. I think you might work out where I'm going here. He had two-wheel drive. He had two-wheel drive. So you had to turn the... The turn, hubs weren't locked All in. you had to do was turn the hub. Turn the hubs in, and he had four-wheel drive back. There you go. Now, so that's excuse, why you go, yes? And he, well, that's right, but his excuse was, well, he said, I've driven this, so you've been on trips with me down the high country, in four-wheel drive, no drama. He said, I never knew I had three-wheeling hubs. He said, I've never <laughs> taken that wheel off. I've never taken that dust cover off. He said, I had the car serviced just before I came away, like you told me to. And obviously the service guy thought, oh, he doesn't need those uh, locked in because yeah. he's not in four-wheel drive around the, high, around the town. Oh, that's And funny. he's unlocked them. Funny, funny, funny. So 
you know, we had an early camp. The poor guy lived with the embarrassment. <laughs> but in the end, you know what, we were smiling. You got mug of the day. Because we didn't have to do a repair on the side of the road. All right. Now, if people want to contact you, what's the website that they go and look up? Look, greatdividetours.com.au. So great, that's G-R-E-A-T, divide, D-I-V-I-D-E, tours, T-O-U-R-S. Dot com dot au. Dot com dot au. Greatdividetours.com.au. And now I've made you say all that. Yeah. I've also got a much shorter one, <laughs> which is 4WD. Yeah. So the number 4WD.net.au. Yeah. <laughs> number 4WD.net.au. Thank you so much, Vic. No, that's fine, mate. I'm so for, for, for all that fun, let's give you a song. What would you like? Mate, I, I live life um, according to this song. Uh, it's uh, Little River Band. Yeah. Uh, when John Farnham was the lead singer. Oh yes. All right. Yes. And they had a song called um, <laughs> "Playing to Win." Playing to Win. Was I, it "Playing to Win"? Playing to Win. It's uh, my motto, mate. <laughs> that's it's brilliant. That's your motto, motto song. Yeah. Everything I try and do. Yeah. Right. I want to be a winner at. Fabulous. And everyone I train, I want them to be a winner at. Well, you are a winner, Vic. So here's Vic Whitman's song, playing to win John Farnham, Little River Band. This is Scott Gibbons. You're on the road at 89.9 FM, the best in the West. We love being with you on a Sunday. Thanks so much, Vic Whitman. You are a star. You enjoy the music. Thanks, man. Ah, Vic Whitman, you're a good man. Great divide tours, always terrific. And of course, John Farnham with Little River Band, playing to win. That was the one that Vic wanted. Good on you, Vic. Uh, g'day, it's Scott Gibbons again. It's 89.9 FM, Hawkesbury Gold, the best in the West. I have the most outstanding person for you to, to have a chat with. He's going to have a chat with you anyway. His name is Wally Shand, and he's with Campersat. That's C-A-M-P-E-R-S-A-T, and it's all about satellites when you're camping, and Wally knows it all, it all. But the most important part about it is is the telephone system now, so that you have a sat phone, 
and there's reasons why you should have a sat phone while he sells them, but he's going to tell you all about the reasons and some of the people that had them and didn't use them for some dumb reason. So you listen to Wally because he's just brilliant. Wally, okay, you talk away. Thanks, Scott. That's great. Mm-hmm. We're a family company, 35 years. We started when the first satellites of Australia went up and we started satellite television. These days, we do satellite television and satellite phones because... In our campus app business, that is people who travel. We want people to be safe. And safety is, is a major issue. <clears throat> We're now at the point where the major provider is in Marsat. They run fixed satellites. They're English-based. They've been around 40 years. And they lose aeroplanes from time to time and things like that, as we've all read about. <clears throat> but the key thing is a satellite phone is is basically $1,300-odd, right? It doesn't break the bank. Inbarsat connects you permanently when you buy the phone. So you, your connection, your phone number is all there and you can use it to make triple O calls, even if you've never bought any airtime. That means you've got this safety device which runs for the, for the life of your camping. A lot of people ask us, but, or I see it shows, no, I don't need a sat phone. I, you know, I, I don't travel too far away. Well, we don't want any of our customers to be a statistic. I mean, there are silly things that happen and we read about them in the newspapers. Uh, I think tell, was, tell us about some of those stories. Yeah, well, okay. So let's... I, I'm just going from memory what's in the newspapers, right? Uh, last Christmas, uh, <clears throat> I think we had two guys and a dog in a ute on the West Australian beaches and we all know what West Australian tides are like and they got bogged. And then when the tides came in, they had a real problem because the water was over the windows. So here they were sitting on the roof, no water because the water was in, inside the cabin, no food because it got wet and they were sitting for all night and it turned out to be three nights when the tide was up and the crocs were running around because they could smell the dog. (laughs) So, you know, they got found, fortunately. But if they had got a sat phone, how much easier would it be? You know, that's what it's for. But, you know... Now, you were telling me about another fellow who had a kayak and went out. He had a sat phone. Tell us the rest of the story on that. That was in the paper um, around the same time. It was uh, somewhere um, in Scandinavia, I think. Um, and, and what happened is they found his boat. And where's he gone? He's in his kayak. Um, but in, in his boat was his backpack and his phone. So obviously he didn't have it with him. So he didn't take it in the kayak with him? He didn't take it in the kayak. His kayak was gone and he's gone and they never found him. Like, he's... But his sat phone survived. So if you buy a sat phone, and this is something you and I didn't discuss, if you buy a sat phone, is is it only usable in Australia or can you use it no, around the world? it's a worldwide phone. The Inmarsat is a, is a worldwide phone. So if the kids are going to Bali, yep. they're in touch with you? Yep, that's right. And I had one fellow who's a funny... He's always, he's always a card, right? He calls me up and he says, I have a problem with the sat phone. And here's me thinking, OK, what, what, how can I help? And he said, every time I make a call... They answer. <laughs> I said, oh, OK. Right so the it, thing is, the, the, the difference between a sat phone and people who have bought the latest smartphone yeah. is that the latest smartphone is dependent upon a Terrestrial. signal. Yeah, from the ground. From the ground. So, so you might not have a signal. You, you might not have a signal. Well, we all know that. Travellers tell us you know, all the stories about no, no phone coverage when they want them. Um, a sat phone in Marsat runs fixed satellites, and if anyone knows about that, they're parked on the equator, and in Marsat run three locations in each ocean, so they've got worldwide coverage. And, and this friend that rang me up, and and he said, the, the greatest thing was, we were trying to get into Mawson's hut on the Antarctic, and we got iced in, so every nurse was paying the ship there to thirty bucks a minute to, to make calls. And here was me sitting down for me $2 a minute, and I was having a fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So wherever you are in the world... Anywhere in the world. 
That is just outstanding. Uh, in, I mean, people might say, but if you're on the if you're on the poles, it's not going to work properly. Well, that's true. It'd be right on the edge of the uh, coverage. But you and I are not going to be going to the North Pole or the South Pole. No, not necessarily. No. <laughs> so if people want to find out more, then they go to your website, which is Campersat. Yep. C-A-M-P-E-R-S-A-T, campersat.com.au, they can find out more. But the other thing that you do, and you don't have it here today, but the other thing that you do is TV satellite. Yes, well, that's our historical. We started with TV because I had a passion. I lived in the bush. And when when OSAT first launched their satellite in 1985, uh, and I got a bit tired of corporate uh, travelling around the world all the time, I said, I'm going to do this. And I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> so, what, what does satellite TV mean to the, the camper, the caravan, or the motorhomer? It, it means that you will get city-type television, all, all of the channels, anywhere in Australia, no matter where. You don't have to rely on a signal from the local TV station. Wow. So you're not trying to get the local channel, which no. is maybe very, very sticky. You can get... Mainly the the main city channels. You you get a complete, what I call a complete suite of capital city channels, and there are actually four different, three different services for Vast. One covering the southern states in Sydney time, one covering the northern states in Queensland time, and one covering West Australia in West Australian time. And as a traveller, you can actually switch between the two, you you the three. Uh, and then of course you've got ABC and SBS with all their television and all their radios. And there's also quite a number now of uh, additional radio channels, which Scott will tell you about, I guess. Well, yeah. In fact, you might even uh, very shortly find this show on the Vast Network. So that's just fabulous. So if you want to find out more, then you just talk to Wally. But you can go to campersat.com.au, campersat.com.au. And if you want to find more about how to have a satellite TV in your caravan, motorhome, tent, whatever it be, he will help you. More importantly, if you want to have communication all the way around, not just Australia, but the world, so your kids can take it with them if they're going around the world and you want to be in contact with them and you know how hard it is to get signal here, then you can have worldwide signal. You just give them the phone. And the beautiful part is Wally can get you that phone, get it on air, get it all sorted. And as he said, the Emisat system is ready 24 hours a day. So... That's just fabulous. Wally, anything else you'd like to mention? Yeah, well, for example, um, t- keeping in touch with kids, or in my case, grandkids and maybe great-grandkids, but anyhow, and they're all on apps and all this sort of thing. One of the functions on the sat phone is you can pre-program up to 10 numbers and just press the button and it will send a text message to those numbers together with your GPS location. And some of the grandkids run apps so they plot them on maps and say, this is where Grandma's today and tomorrow, and they plot where they go. Wow. <laughs> That's outstanding. <laughs> so there you go, campersat.com.au. And, you, and, you talk to Ollie. And that also means that with the GPS in an emergency call or just in a call to family, they know your GPS location. They know exactly where you are. So in an emergency, they can just get send in a touch text. with... Yeah. Well, they can just send a text. It costs... 50 cents, I think. 50 cents. Cheap as, if you're going to stay alive, that's the way to do it. And that's the thing, you know, Wally was saying to me that people just won't buy the $1,300 phones because they think that's a lot of money. And then if you had $1,300 and you could get your life back or your child's life back or your friend's life back for $1,300 because you know where they are and you can send help to them or they can call in help for themselves because it tells you the GPS uh, location, then hey, how cheap is that? And then you've got the machinery anyway. So, so good. And it's about the size of just a, a mobile phone, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Fabulous. So you're not on video. You're on. <laughs> but it's a mo- yeah. There you go. So if you want to, you can still use your smartphone or your mobile. But this is the one that's maybe going to save your life. So, you call Wally. Campersat.com.au. I'm Scott Gibbons. This is Hawkesbury Gold 89.9. Hey, fabulous being with you on this Sunday. We love it. And. Uh, We'll be back in just a little moment with some more for you. I just got back from the border 
Hey, it's Scott Gibbons here, it's 89.9, and I have a bit of a treat for you right now. I've just found Mark's Gold. Now, what is Mark's Gold? It's marksgold.com, and they have starting solutions. Why would you need a starting solution? Well, I've got Mark from Mark's Gold, and he's going to tell us exactly why you'd need a starting solution. And the old word for a starting solution used to be a battery booster. That's right. So instead of just calling it battery boosters, you tell us what you've got, because the one that I just saw, that little one, which is packs a big power of punch. You tell us all about that one. That's exactly right, yes. The Mark's Gold MGR 1000 is a great little jump starter for the four-wheel drive market, especially good for all those caravanners out there. When you're travelling around and something goes wrong, you get out to start your car in the morning, there's nothing going on. <laughs> you hook up the little Mark's Gold 1000, mate, crank your car over straight away and just keep on moving on. Awesome bits of gear they are, and the best thing about them, they're also a power bank. So if you don't need it for jump starting, you can utilise it for charging phones, running 12 volt outlets, you can even run up to 15 amp out of these little guys. So you're talking running fridges, lights, all that sort of thing out of them as well, so they're multi-purpose. So if you're going on a picnic and you wanted to take your, say, your 40 litre fridge with you, or your 50 litre fridge, you, and you don't have your 240 volt, and you certainly don't have your 12 volt with you, you can take this starter, plug your fridge into it, and your fridge is going to run. Absolutely. Straight out of your 12 volt port, comes with a little Sega socket connector that plugs into it. So plug your little um, 40 litre in, head off down to the beach, hang it, run it there for a few hours while you're down there. And the best thing is, if your jump starter gets a little low doing that, hook it into your 12 volt on the way home and charge it back up again in the car. So you charge it up on the way home. That is too clever. Now, when I was a kid, a battery booster was an immense piece of gear. This is about the size of, of a, an old-style mobile phone, like it's about two or three smartphones. That's exactly right. All through the technology of lithium. The lithium batteries that they build in them these days, they've, they've, made a, they've got a lithium polymer battery in it. Extremely safe. Now, these guys 
they whack out what they call them as a high discharge lithium polymer battery. So they can provide up to a thousand amp of output for jump starting a car and also provide a, like a slow release to run fridges, lights, all that sort of gear with them. The whole thing weighs about 1.3 kilos. That's outstanding. Now the important part is, is th- these things come in different sizes and many of them, many of them that are on the marketplace will not start, say, a V8 Land Cruiser. But this one? Absolutely. It does. And it does. And that's the reason being is because you'll, you'll, everyone, you'll see a lot of them around and it's the amount of amperage output that they put in them. So with the battery size of these guys, they'll have about a 1,000 amp output. Now, 1,000 amp output will start even complete dead flat diesel four-wheel drives, including your V8 cruisers. Um, there's a lot of smaller ones around and they're suited for smaller vehicles. And you just got to know what you're looking for. So that's why in the four-wheel drive market, we sell the 1,000 amp and we've tested it. And we can start BT50s with complete, without a battery in them. They're awesome bits of gear. So if you have the big one, assuming that we call this the big one, which is only little anyway, but it's the big one, and it will start the V8 Land Cruiser, will it also start the little Corolla? Absolutely. Anything that's 12 volt. You ride on mower. doesn't really matter. As long as it's a 12 volt system, it'll start it. Outstanding. Now, you've also got a bigger range. So you've got other things that will start bigger things. So if you've got a, a truck or a bobcat or whatever, you've got those. Tell us about those ones. Yeah, absolutely. So our our 1,000 amp is what we do for the four-wheel drive market. And next one up is the MGC 1500. It's a 1500 amp jump starter, and it does both 12 and 24 volt systems. So it's an ideal jump starter that suits all your Isuzu truck range, body truck range, Hinos, um, smaller bobcats and excavators, and also like your larger diesels, 7.4 litre diesels, F trucks, Right up to about 10 litre diesel in 12 volt. So the big rams that are on the yeah, market now? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And um, it does it easy, auto-detect, safe as. They're an excellent bit of gear, a lot bigger battery pack as well for a power bank. Um, the 1,000 amp has a 20,000 milliamp power bank size. These guys have a 46,000 milliamp. So you will get more run time out of, out of them. So somebody with the big motorhome, the big motorhome, you've got the unit that will start them up as well. Absolutely, yep, they sure do. And um, that's our mid-size range, or what we class as our mid-range, and we also have the heavy-duty range as well, which is, it will start up to 16-litre diesel trucks. That's, that's the design. big Kenworth. Yep, and that's exactly right. So. <laughs> and the whole thing is five kilos in those, in the lithium-style jump start that will start 16-litre diesel trucks. Wow. So there you go. If you want to get your vehicle started, if you've got a flat battery, I know we've just come out of winter, but we get a winter every year. Uh, And the thing is that you find that kids today, they'll leave things going and radios on, cabin lights on, whatever it be. You don't have to wait for the NRMA to come out. You don't have to wait for the RACV, the RACQ, any of them. You've got this. And it's, it's so light. It's a bit over a kilogram. And it's so easy. It comes with everything that you need. Plus, it's got a torch built in. Plus, if you want to just charge up your smartphone, then you can just as you're driving along. So if you've gone on a picnic and you're, or you're camping for a few days and you think, oh, gee, I need signal, you just plug it in and you can, you can do that. So that's just fabulous. There's always a deal. Now, Mark's Gold, bearing in mind, is M-A-R-X-G-O-L-D, M-A-R-X-G-O-L-D.com. I've just uh, I've had a ball. This is just a beautiful bit of equipment. So if you want it, you just get on to marksgold.com. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons here. It's on the road. It's Sunday. We're having a great time with you. We're here every Sunday between one and two. You listen in. Tell your friends about us and tell your friends about marksgold.com. We'll be back soon. The story of El Salvador, the 
silence of Hiroshima, destruction of Cambodia, short memory. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons here. It's 89.9 FM, and I'm with Brad, and, and Brad has Tommy Campers. Now, Tommy Campers, if you haven't seen them, uh, and I don't blame you if you haven't seen them, because they're just fairly new to the market, been going about three years. Yep. And in that time, it's now developed into being, as Brad says, the fastest-growing slide-on camper manufacturer in Australia. Now, the big difference with Brad's campers, the big difference, is that they're designed to go off-road off-road which is that's what you want to do now the the other thing is is that you can buy the camper so that it's fitted out finished all done fridge queen bed the lot or if you want to you can save a little bit and do all that fitting out yourself now here's the thing the outside of it all the aluminium or the metal that comes in from China. That's about 20% of the unit. The rest of it, the other 80%, is all Australian produced. So the canvas is Australian produced. That's excellent. The big difference is, though, it's got a solid roof. A solid roof. So a lot of people just don't want to have canvas over them the whole time. This has got the solid roof. So that's very, very clever. There's wardrobe areas, as Brad calls them, which are big drawers, very large drawers, so you can lay down all your clothing. Excellent fittings, excellent, so the, the things that you want are all done. So if you want it all finished, then it comes with the kitchen, it comes with the fridge, it comes with the whole lot. Now Brad's going to tell us a little bit more about what's happening because this is the difference with this particular unit that I'm sitting in right now. It's on the road. This particular unit, Brad's going to 14 shows all the way around Australia. We're up to show number four. 
and there's 10 more to go. So he's going from Queensland and Victoria and New South Wales and right across to Western Australia. So Brad, you tell the people all about Tommy Campers. So it's T-O-M-M-Y, Campers, Tommy Campers, and you tell them all about the reasons why they should be considering a Tommy Camper if they're going off-road, but and what sort of ute that they need. Yeah, so any standard ute with a tray, as long as you've got a tray, the Tommy will fit on the back. There's three different sizes, so we've got one for a dual cab, one for a space cab, one for a single cab. Um, really compact unit with your bed over the roof of the car, queen-size bed. Um, comes on and off the ute in just about 10 minutes, and then you can drive away and sleep in it on its legs. Um, you've just got the pop-up roof, you've got a full kitchen, fridge, lighting, you've got a toilet inside if you need it, you've got seating inside if you need it. So everything you need, pretty much everything that comes in a caravan, is compressed into the Tommy Camper. It's an excellent looking unit, incredibly solid. The beautiful thing about it is that, as, as Brad just said, you can take it off your tray. So if you want to have your, your vehicle, you can have your vehicle, you know, because you're not taking this every day necessarily, you are when you're on a trip, but then if you want to take it off, if you're, say, because you're going off-road, but if you're staying at a caravan park, you can undo it, drive away, you've got your vehicle to go four-wheel driving, do all the exploring you want to do, come back, your home's all there comfy, and then you just put it back on the, on the back of your truck, and away you go again. So it's got everything. So you can go off-road. So 80% Australian, they're called Tommy Campers, and if you go onto their uh, their ratings, the Google ratings, they're carrying five-star rating on Google, five-star rating on Facebook, because they're trying to look after everybody. So what's the best website? It's tommycampers.com.au? That's it, yep. www.tommycampers.com.au or Tommy Campers on Facebook. All right, so if you want to find them on Facebook, just go to Tommy Campers. This is Scott Gibbons. I'm going to give Brad the choice of some music. What, what music would you like, Brad? Uh, I'll go with um, Midnight Oil, Beds Are Burning. <laughs> Beds Are Burning, Midnight Oil, one of the favourites. Here we go. You enjoy that, and I'll be back with you with just a little time with another interview. But thanks, Brad. TommyCampers.com.au. Thanks, Brad. Belongs to me.
Hey, it's Scott Gibbons, and it's springtime. If you're thinking of spring, then you've got to think of suspension. If you're thinking of suspension, there's only one people you think of right now, and that's Lovells. And right here, I have John Lynch, who's in technical sales, and he knows all about the suspension for various vehicles. But one of the vehicles we're going to be talking about now is the Toyota 200 Series. Now, the new Toyota 200 Series has some limitations, as every vehicle does, on what they can carry. So John's going to tell us all about why Lovells have a suspension upgrade, a GVM upgrade, and also he does it on the Prado, some of the Prados as well. So this is John Lynch, everybody. Yeah, g'day, Scott. Um, look, with the 200 series, it, uh, it's got a factory GVM rating of 3,500 kilos. Now, basically, that GVM rating is the weight of the vehicle, all its occupants, all the fuel that's in it, all their luggage and all that sort of thing. It cannot exceed 3,350 kilos. With our GVM upgrade, we offer two different styles for that particular vehicle. We do a 3,800 kilo GVM upgrade, and for vehicles that have got constant loads on them, we do a four-ton GVM upgrade for that vehicle. The four-ton one, you need at least winch and bar and that sort of thing on the front, draw system, maybe dual wheel carrier, that sort of thing on the back. It's designed to carry much heavier extra weight. The 3,800 kilo rides beautiful, completely empty. The 30, the four, the four-ton GVM upgrade needs a load on it to make it work properly. So by load, you mean like drawers in the back? Yeah, it's got to have constant. It's got to have constant weight on the vehicle. Correct. Right. Yep. And then if you have a tow bar, then is, is there an adjustment that you can get for the tow bar as well? Yeah. Look, um, as as a side to that, with the 3,800 kilo GVM upgrade, we also offer a four-ton braked towing capacity upgrade which raises the original brake towing capacity of the vehicle from 3,500 kilos up to 4,000 kilos, but that can only be used in conjunction with our 3,800 kilo GVM upgrade. Right. So if you want to find out more, then the way you do it is you go to Lovells, that's L-O-V for Victor, E-L-L-S dot com dot A-U, Lovells dot com dot A-U. If you're clever, then you'll talk and ask for John Lynch because he's the man that knows everything. And you're just going to enjoy more and more people that we get to meet during the show. It's just, uh, just terrific. But, John, you've been outstanding. Thank you for your time. No worries at all, mate. Uh, it's Scott again, it's 89.9 FM and it's Sunday, we're having a great time, but I'm out here at the Sydney four-wheel drive show and I've just seen a product that I think everybody will be interested in, it's called the VacLock, and you get it from vaclock.com.au, that's V-A-C, V for Victor, A-C-L-O-C-K, vaclock.com.au, and what it is, it's a very simple little device, it's like a vacuum pump. Uh, and you can use it on 240 volt or you can put six double A's in there. If you put six double A's in there, you get a thousand uses out of that. And the bags, 200 uses out of the bags. But I'm going to put you on to Margus. Margus is out here from Estonia and he's going to tell us all about this simple, simple system that will keep your food on the road fresher, fresher and fresher. Margus, say good day to everybody. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, they're all having a good day. It's Sunday for them. So yeah. you tell us all about this simple, simple machine. So it's very simple. It's reusable uh, Ziploc bags. You just open the bag, put the, everything inside that you need, close it after that. So the, the reusable Ziploc bag is not the Ziploc bags that you get at the supermarket. Yes. These are the because Ziploc bag that come with the vacuum sealer. Yes, it so. has a one-way valve on it that you put your machine on it that sucks the ore air out. So that's it. After you suck it out, you store it. Put it on your fridge or put it in a cupboard, depends on what you're putting inside. And you were telling me a little moment ago that if you have an avocado or whatever, the avocado will last for a good couple of weeks. Yeah, if you put uh, half an avocado in the back, give it, put it in the fridge, you get three weeks from it. And you can use it for more cheese, bacon, because you can just reuse the bag, open the bag and take the air out. So vegetables, fruit, oranges, meat, salami, sausages, even your coffee beans, you're going to keep fresher? Yeah. But not, uh, don't put broccoli in it because it makes a little bit gases, so it's not so good. Okay, so not broccoli, but most things else. So, so if you've got your, your sugar or your flour and you don't want ants getting to it, you don't want little bugs getting to your sugar or your flour, then you put it in one of these Ziploc bags which have the one-way valve and Margus has the vac lock system and, and it's about the size of an electric toothbrush roughly. You put that onto this one-way valve, press go, it sucks the air out and then your food stays fresher. So you can put it in the fridge and not have to worry about it too much at all. And the other thing is, you can use it on your salamis, which we mentioned, but the smell is kept within the bag. It doesn't then go through the rest of the food. So that's rather fabulous. So how do you find out about it? You go to vaclock, V-A-C-L-O-C-K dot com dot A-U. 
great thing if you're on the road, if you're camping, caravanning, whatever you're doing, you can use it before you go or use it on the road. <clears throat> and if you ever want to, they, it does come, there's a show special that comes with a little manual pump as well. If you want that, I don't think you'll ever need it, but you do get it because this other one works on 240 volt or 6AA batteries. And if you use that, that's good for about a thousand uses. So, and it does it, how long does it take to actually vacuum one of the bags out of, of air? It takes under, under 10 seconds, maybe 5 seconds. So that's pretty good. So under 10 seconds, so all the things that you want to do. And the other thing that Margus mentioned to me is that it stops things being frost burnt. So that's clever. That's very, very good. So if you're after one, vaclock.com.au. Ask for Margus. He's a lovely man. He's out here from Estonia. And we'll go back. Margus, do you have a favourite Aussie song? Oh, uh, only know the one. Yeah? Which one is it? Actually, don't remember the name anymore. <laughs> what about if I pick one for you? No, yeah. I'll let the producer pick a song for you. So, producer, the way you go, you pick out a song for Margus, and this is for him. We'll, we'll see you in a little while.
Thanks so much for listening in to On The Road. Hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, then listen in again next Sunday between 1 and 2 and tell your friends to listen in. And the sponsors, you look after our sponsors because those sponsors are the ones that bring you the show. I'm Scott Gibbons. I'll see you next week between 1 and 2. 89.9 Hawkesbury Gold, the best in the West, between 1 and 2 every Sunday. We'll see you next week on the road. Mm-hmm.